This is Joey from Lane's Calling, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. Hey, you are listening to the Brutally Delicious Podcast. I am Mr. Soda Can. <laughs> A.K.A. Bruce. Uh, I'm Nina from Silentium. It's nice to be here again. My name's Chris, and Bruce, can you just have some fucking manners? <laughs> I thought it was A.K.A. Numbnuts. Well, you know, I'm Numbnuts, sure, <laughs> but at least I have manners. <laughs> yeah. And at least, at least Chris is like you know spreading awareness of a of a true problem of of not being super numb. So. <laughs> I suffer from a condition. I'm in <laughs> I'm, I'm in trials with a new drug called and numb nutsite. Listening is able to help him. You can go ahead and email him uh, your cures. If you if you yeah, want to if you want to sit here for three minutes, I'll tell you about all the things that will go wrong if I take this drug. But in your mind, just imagine I'm going to the movie, I'm going dancing, I'm out for dinner, I'm doing all this stuff. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Sounds that, amazing. That, anyway. Oh, you don't get that because you're not American. Oh, my God. So, Bruce, the United States is the only country in the world where pharmaceutical companies are allowed to advertise. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I don't think they are in Finland, but they're definitely not allowed in Canada. They can't advertise. No, this is no. It's an actual thing, definitely. Here in Finland, super regulated. You cannot talk to uh, directly to a patient, for instance. There is like no channel where that is allowed, and it's extremely regulated. Everywhere else except America, where it's fine to like sell people drugs that might make them go bald, n- never want to make them fuck again, and like <laughs> your ass on the street if you just like you know, side effects may include death, stroke, heart <laughs> right. attack. Right, exactly. Do not take this pill if you had diarrhea this morning. Do not take no, this pill not. if. <laughs> right. Sorry. Do you think we should get the guests into this? Or? Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we are talking to the guys in Lane's Calling today. Uh, I think they're a pretty good band. We were just checking them out a little bit earlier. If you want to hang on, we can go ahead and grab them. You guys should come to Finland and just do the, the mixed sauna and see everybody's genitals at once. No, thanks. <laughs> so i don't think that's exciting as it probably sounds because you get in there and you get the uh like the 400 pound guys right you get me in there that's the problem yeah. you get everybody in there that's yeah. the point. I, I i i don't have that type of confidence no I, so let me ask you a question <laughs> i'm just gonna go ahead and say is it like a everybody who oh. hangs out or is it like a very sexual oh, thing? oh sorry he's on sorry. video i'll join the video <laughs> <laughs> oh, good morning, son. How are you? <laughs> How are you, man? How's it going, guys? Sorry, yeah, I guess you just woke up. <laughs> I know, right? Yes. You good there, Joseph? <laughs> and the first thing he hears me saying is, uh, is it very sexual? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's just waking up from a dream, so, you know. <laughs> right, but seriously, are you just waking up? Yes. Uh, we didn't get back to the hotel this morning until about 8.30 this morning. Oh, wow. Were you playing a gig last night? Uh, no, just doing some promotion for the EP. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I'm, I'm assuming there was alcohol involved in this in this late night? No alcohol involved. Not tonight. No, just hard drugs then. Yes, that's hard drugs. <laughs> <laughs> hard drugs. Anyway, 
Nice to meet you. I'm Bruce, the guy you can see in the camera with the uh, the shiny head. That's Chris, and my partner Rena's on the other line. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too, Joseph. How are you doing? You like? Uh, are you like completely conscious and up for a chat? Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> we can reschedule this if you want to get yourself together, or we're good. No, I'm perfectly good to go. Question awesome. is: Are you wearing a shirt right now? No. No, this is the second interview we've done with someone that wasn't wearing a shirt. The first one was was, was with the singer from Trapped. He didn't wear a shirt either. <laughs> oh, the whole time, right? Oh, oh we. Have... Go ahead. He had to bring up Trapped, didn't he? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was a very, very, very interesting conversation. Yeah, <laughs> you can put that lightly. <laughs> You don't have to put your shirt on. I'm not offended. I yeah. just, you know. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, waking up and getting everything going while I'm talking to you guys. If you've, never, like, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, it's not the regular, like, tell us about the band name, you know? <laughs> so let me ask you a quick question. Are you now business casual up top and and uh, <laughs> free falling on the bottom? <laughs> no, no. Actually, I've got my cool little uh, snowman. Uh, sleep pants, you know. That's cool. The reason I ask is we did a podcast once where the dude answered the phone, this band called Sangre, and the freaking Henry answered the phone and he was sitting on the shitter. <laughs> like, but he had his video on. He turned his video on and he was actually sitting there on the bowl. That's pretty freaking epic. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He could have just hit, you know, n not ready yet or whatever, but he chose to pick that, hit that green button, and we were like, whoa, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah. So please give us a heads up if this is your plan. Like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Maybe we should talk about the band. Any, <laughs> any, any idea about that? Do you want to do that? Or is that why we're so, here? Sorry, Joseph. We kind of get sidetracked and go all over the place. So. Okay. We always start off with give us the, like, the boardroom pitch for your band. What are you about? What do you sound like? Let people know who haven't heard you before. Oh, wow. Um, so. Basically, we are Lane's Calling. We are a very, I don't know, I hate doing this part because I always feel like I feel, I'm reading right off the bio screen of our fucking website. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, we're a alt-rock group out of Louisville, Kentucky. Um, we started up in 2018, just released our first EP, um, and we kind of have a little bit of ev everything for everybody on it. I mean, if you like slow stuff we have slow stuff on there if you like heavy and fast we have heavy and fast so it's kind of one of those things where it's kind of got a little bit of everything <laughs> cool yeah, it sounded go ahead rena yeah it sounded good though like there was a lovely sort of nine vibe in a good way in the sound and and the production it was cool awesome well thank you when you said you're out doing promotion, uh, was that limited or what's it like? I guess my question is, what's it like releasing a record in this current pandemic or current state of affairs? Stickers. Lots and lots of fucking stickers. No, <laughs> uh, no we order about, I don't know, three, four thousand stickers a week and we just go to different cities and play plaster them everywhere. Really? Like, that's a thing. That, that's an that's cool. old school DIY though. That's yeah, that's cool. old school yeah. punk DIY for sure. Dude, and that's one of the things actually when we started doing this, it was like bands don't do that anymore. Everybody uses social media. Yeah. 
yeah, it's sort of easier to have a discussion like on Facebook than it is on a sticker. Yeah, with hands, you know. Yeah, but like if you're in a town, if you're in a, if you're we in a, literally just use the EP cover for it, and that's all it says. So we literally just go to every city that we're in and we start plastering these things. And I'll never forget uh, the first place we did it at in Indianapolis, Indiana. We had smacked the hotel that we were staying at really, really hard the first night we were there. So uh, my drummer is actually getting up to uh, smoke a cigarette the next morning and the hotel management meets him downstairs. Like, hey, you guys know where these came from? So, of course, my drummer's like, eh, we might have gave them out to a few people last night. They might have stuck them up. Now, what he really meant to say is, we stuck them all over your hotel. We just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just blame the classic someone may have done okay. that. We gave them out to some people. They might have. No, dude. Just but now now we're like on a first name basis with the hotel staff there so that's pretty cool <laughs> that's great i spent a lot of time in la like in the late 80s early 90s and that's how bands got everything around those stupid flyers they would post to every every wall every bus stop every telephone pole and that's how you found bands you'd be walking around going wow i think i'll check those guys out right uh, and that's that was kind of the thought process behind ours is nobody does that anymore i actually have a big red bag full of flyers right here that's pretty cool. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so I, I love the old school DIY vibe going on here. Is that um, was that part of your labels marketing, or is that just something you guys wanted to do? No, that was just something we kind of came up with um, with the COVID stuff going on, and all these bands that are really kind of turning towards the uh, live streaming music. Which I mean, if that that's what you want to do, that's cool, and I'm all for it. Not really my thing. I feel like if I want to, if I'm going to watch a show, I want to be there in person. I, I can watch you play on YouTube if I, I if I chose, you know. Yeah. But I, I want to be right there. I want to feel that experience. So it, we wanted to get away and do something different from what everybody else was doing. <laughs> well, right. I, 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 it works. It, it does. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, the very first thing people say when they see our stickers or whatever, man. We didn't really know what to expect at first. Then we Googled you, and wow, I was like, cool. That's exact. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Well, the cool thing about it is, is like before, if you would sticker up a city before cell phones, you know, people would have to remember to try and find a way to figure it out. But now they see the sticker, they can just go right now, right? Right while they're walking by. Oh, I wonder what this is. Exactly. Or take a picture of it and have it for memory. Yeah, exactly. Are you guys uh, are you guys putting QR codes on the stickers so people can scan yes. it and just go straight to your yeah. band, right? And right to the band. Which oh. is pretty cool. Hey, I want to sure. see one of these stickers. Can you show me one? Um, let me see if I have any left in this bag. But there is like this aspect of of the modern world <laughs> included in the stickers, which is the QR code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it is, it is true. Nobody does that anymore. So it's kind of like, you know, bringing retro back and, and fashion or whatever that, you know, then you start getting noticed again when you like go old school. Yeah. It's like, you're, you're like the DIY hipster. It's great. Except you're not a hipster. (laughs) (laughs) So, so tell us about, uh, about the record. Was it difficult to write? 
in in this nonsense? Are you guys relatively close or using the internet mostly? How did that all pan out? Actually, the great thing about this record, um, it was kind of put together for the last four years of my life. Um, and the very unique thing about it was I didn't have a band when I started doing this. Um, I didn't even have a band when I finished this. The album was put together after I released the song, Not Well. That was kind of like our first major release, or my first major release or whatever. And uh, after that, it was just kind of Tim King had hit us up from Pavement three days after I'd released Not Well, wanted to offer us a distribution deal. Didn't even have a band at the time. Signed the distribution deal, decided to put the band together later. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I, my friend um, uh, Murray was in a band called 40 Foot Echo, and he did, mm-hmm. and my friend Rod was in a band called Jet Black Star, and they both did the same thing. They, they, they released the project, and then suddenly the labels were like, hey, Come bring your band down. We want to see you play. And they're like, uh, <laughs> we, we don't have one. And they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's almost exactly the same thing with us. We just, um, uh, once pavement and everybody started showing real interest, that's where I was like, okay, uh, we need to start doing that now. Yeah. Now, how did you get in touch with pavement? Were you sending out demos or, or how did that go for you? Actually, so I had set up, or like I said, I had released Not Well, and um, Derek Pichon from 434 Management, him and his business partner, Paul Crosby of Saliva, had seen the video and contacted me. Um, Derek went out on a limb, and this is before I even started talking about having this guy manage us, um, went out on a limb, and he's actually the one that got us the distribution deal with Pavement. Oh, cool. Oh. Yeah. We do we do a lot of work with them. They're good people. Yeah, Derek is an awesome, awesome guy. So is Paul. And I'll actually be seeing those guys uh, at the end of this month. Or oh, really? Month. Yeah, I'll be down in Louisiana. I guess they're bringing their end of days festival over to Louisiana October 31st. So that's where I'll be. Nice. Where are you right now? Right now, I am 10 minutes outside of Indianapolis, Indiana, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Bruce, you got anything else? Yeah, so let me uh let me ask you a question. When you guys when you're writing, I know you said these songs are four years old, but is there a message or something you want your fans to take away after listening to a one of your records? Um I mean, yeah, absolutely. I, the EP's kind of like I was telling you earlier, it's it was written over uh several years of my life, so there's a lot of different things going on there i was i had some of the best times of my life in those few years i had some of the worst times so the great thing about the ep is you can kind of the whole message behind it was no matter how dark road you're on there's always a way to get back to center nice very cool and how has that translated to fans do you get like personal stories from people connecting with you and reaching out online saying hey you know i connected with this song or that song yeah, actually, um, especially, which was great, the way everything worked out, uh, with September being National Suicide Prevention Month, we actually do, um, we do a lot of work with suicide prevention, um, Veterans Hotline, I actually work for a veterans organization 
to help with veteran suicide. So uh, it it was really cool. This Saturday we'll be going down to do not only play not only play LRS fest, but we'll also be heading out to do a suicide prevention uh, bike ride. So oh, nice. Or yeah, a lot of people are gravitating more towards the not well aspect, which is really cool. That's yeah, really cool. That you're doing. That's amazing. Um, so lastly, then, do you um, you're playing? A, you said you're playing a festival. Yeah, we are playing so, so a real live festival. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of one of the first things that we've done since the whole COVID uh, shutdown. So it's pretty cool to be getting back out there and on the stage and rocking out with some pretty cool bands where is this festival taking place new albany indiana wow and they're allowing it yes um very limited capacity i think i think only maybe 300 to 500 tickets were even sold they're blocking it or they're marking everything off for social distancing guidelines and all that stuff so i mean we're still doing everything we can to be as safe as possible with it and when we uh decided to go ahead and book for this or book with the uh, guys putting us on. That was the first thing we made very, very clear. You know, this was all kind of situation dictated. Yeah. <laughs> if we felt like there was a, if there was no way to put on where it'd be safe for the people coming, there's no way we'd be part of it. So that's kind of the cool thing. We really went above and beyond to make sure everybody's going to be safe. That comes out and can enjoy themselves, have a good time, and not worry about getting sick. Cool. Interesting. Cool. That's great. That's all I have. Chris, Rena? I have one last one before we go. How did you get involved with the Veterans Association like that? So, um, I'm actually a former Army Airborne Infantry vet myself. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And after I got back from Afghanistan, I actually suffered from PTSD really bad. Uh, one of my really good buddies, uh, who also served, he's a XSF sniper, medic, all that cool cool guy stuff. I like to make fun of him all the time for it. But anyways, uh, he actually started this organization called Vet Team Vetscape. And basically what it was is it was him and his old SF team um, going out and just doing whatever they could to bring attention to suicide or veteran suicide and how we can fix it. And, um so we do a lot of cool things. Fred goes out and um, participates in like every one of the warrior games. He brings guys along with him. We raise money to bring guys with him and send them out there to do that. Uh, we find ways to get vets more involved um, and find an easier way to transition back into normal life when they get back from wherever they may have served in. Wow. Well, thank you for your service. Yes, I was going to say the same thing. Thank you for your service for sure. Thank you, guys. And I don't have anything else on that except, uh, Rena, are you good? I am good. It was so nice to hear about all this. And, and I also want to salute you for the work you have done. And um, thank you keep on doing. Awesome. Joseph, I thank you very much for taking the time. Good luck with the record. Keep up the good work you're doing with the veterans. Thank you suicide. guys so much for having us. That's important stuff. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you. Thank you very much. You too. All right. Be well. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, this is Mike Wiebe, and I'm the singer in a band called The Riverboat Gamblers. And I'm Zach Blair. I play guitar in a band called Rise Against. Mike and I also have a band called The Draculas, and we also have this great, amazing new podcast called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah, each week we're going to ask ourselves and we're going to ask our guests what three favorite things they are into at that moment or in their entire lives. And then we're either going to agree with them or we're going to make fun of them. And uh, you're going to listen to it and you're going to like it or we will make fun of you. How about that? I just flipped it on you, the person listening to this right now. But we're going to do it every week here on the Sound Talent Network. Once again, it's called Zach and Mike Make Three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.